The election of Australia's new Prime Minister means there's opportunity for change in its relationships with Pacific nations. Labor's Anthony Albanese has been sworn in as the new Prime Minister-elect. There are promises already being made to strengthen relationships and improve climate change resilience with the Pacific. I'm joined by John Frankel, who is a Victoria University of Wellington professor in comparative politics in the School of History, Philosophy, Political Science and International Relations. Welcome, John. Firstly, what can the Pacific expect from the new Prime Minister of Australia and his government? We can expect some things to be different and some things to be similar. Certainly, the election, as many people have been saying, was fought as a khaki election focused on the um, a security deal that China has signed with the Solomon Islands, which uh, Labour was um, uh, described as a major foreign policy blunder. So one can expect that they like the coalition, will be um, uh, seeking to edge out China in the in the Pacific Islands. On uh, other things, though, I think we can see, imagine that there'll be more differences. The, um, there is an Australian com- Labour commitment to additional aid funding, to um, uh, revisions to the seasonal worker, uh, uh, the, the recognised seasonal worker scheme, um, Perhaps more emphasis also on gender issues in the Pacific. Uh, Penny Wong has mentioned that. I think those are some of the most important things that we can expect to change. You mentioned Senator Penny Wong, who is the new Australian Foreign Affairs Minister. She provided a short snippet, a video on Twitter, promising to strengthen relationships with the Pacific, tackle the pandemic recovery and climate change. Any idea of what this could look like in greater detail? Well, I think the climate change commitment is particularly important. And uh, there's um, uh, a talk of setting up a a climate infrastructure partnership, a new Pacific Island climate infrastructure partnership. Of course, that's been a a major issue for the Pacific Islands over the past decade. The fact that Australia was offside on an issue that the island countries have taken right at the core of of their policies and of their diplomacy and diplomatic relations with the external world. So the a shift in the Australian government's position on climate will be certainly welcomed in the Pacific region. And with China's new security deal with the Solomon Islands, that's been a point of political dispute during the Australian election campaign. And there are mm. now reports that Beijing could be planning to strike a similar agreement with Kiribati. Mm. What can we expect mm. there in response to Australia and, and the new government stepping in? I think that the situation in Kiribati is slightly different. There's been rumours around for some time about uh, Canton Island. Uh, bear in mind that uh, Kiribati did sign a treaty of friendship with the United States in 1979 that included some commitment not to build military facilities on some of those islands. Those islands used, used to be contested. They were under dispute between the United States and Kiribati. That treaty in 1979 agreed that, uh, that those islands would come under Kiribati jurisdiction, but there were some provisions for preventing Kiribati from uh, inviting third powers to build military facilities on them. So uh, that's an issue. A, a lot of what's talked talk about in relation to Kiribati is rumour at the moment. I, I know that one of the opposition politicians, Tessie Lamborn, uh, has been um, concerned about uh, government deals with China in the past uh, for, for such facilities, and she's also expressed concern again. But uh, there isn't any hard evidence as yet 
so we'll need to watch that carefully. There's also been discussion about Chinese plans to extend the airstrip on, I think, Santo Island in, um, in Vanuatu. So that's another issue to watch. Absolutely. We'll be watching closely. Do you know much about the new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, at all? No, not a great deal. Not a great deal. More about Penny Wong and, and others. Um, uh, bear in mind that the last um, Labour governments did not have a, a kind of a, a major orientation towards the Pacific. And although uh, Australia has committed to increase aid funding by uh, around um, uh, $500 million, uh, nevertheless, the, um, that, that's not really enough. Uh, the, the aid commitments that they've put forward are not really enough to keep pace with, uh, with, with inflation or to keep uh, Australian aid as a, 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 at a level uh, re- relationship with gross national income. So, uh, in fact, the Labour Party has promised more in, in terms of Pacific aid in the past than it is offering at present. OK. And what about NARU? Yes, well, Nauru still is the site of a detention centre for Australia's unwanted refugees. As far as I'm aware, Labour's made no specific uh, promises on that. The other detention centre, Manus Island, was closed down some years ago. It'll be interesting to see whether there's a a change to the Australian policy on use of Nauru. It's been extremely expensive for Australia in the past. Thank you, John, for joining me.